0: Well, hello, everyone in listener world. This is Dwight Beale here hosting the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast this week. And I have the special guest of Doug, Doug Breck Schneider. <laughs> did, did I say, say that
1: right? That's close enough. Brett Schneider. Brett. Should, did mm-hmm. I say Breck? Breck. Yeah, a lot of people put the Breck in there.
0: It's a T. It's a T. Brett Schneider. Brett Schneider. There you go. So, Doug, uh, just have loved having you and your wife, Nancy, here at Victory Point. And I've, I've known you from years back, yep. back from Corinth Reformed and our our friend, Kevin Harney. And, sure. But can you just give us a little, just a little history of kind of how you got here, when you got here, why you got here?
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we uh, we started attending Victory Point about a year and a half ago.
0: Okay. I think we came six times before
1: we closed <clears throat> down for COVID. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah and and so that's we came here because someone said to me have you ever heard a victory point i said no i haven't huh. which was really kind of cool yeah and um uh so tom Unk, who plays bass yeah a mutual friend yes and so he was telling me about it and so we said well let's go check it out okay and then he said well matt Yant is there and dwight building well there's dwight i know dwight so <laughs> we thought we'd come check it out and we did and we've been here ever since
0: that's so cool yeah and you guys have jumped in with both feet
1: I guess so. <laughs> yeah. It sure
0: appears that way to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. w- uh, just share a little bit ways that you're involved at Victory Point. Well, yeah. we um, we did uh, start
1: a missional community. Okay, and it was interesting because during COVID. You know, Matt asked for places people could meet. Uh So we signed up for that, and then rules changed, and so they didn't. And so we have a house that would, you know, hold 10 to 12, 14 people, whatever. Uh So we said, Well, God, we have this for that purpose, so let's invite him. And then it moved into house church. And um, so we we went through some of those steps and liked what we heard. And so we started one. And how's it going? It's going great. It's It's going great. We meet uh, twice a month on Wednesday nights. Okay. And uh, every other week. And right now, we're doing uh, one of the scriptures from the daily Bible reading one week. And we're watching uh, this movie called The Chosen. I've not heard of that. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know why not, but uh, <laughs> it's really good. Good. Yeah. So I'll have to wa- check it out. Yeah. We're watching that uh, another week. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, it's been really, really a great, great time. Nice.
0: So tell us about your, you're married. You have, family. Yep.
1: Uh, We've been married uh, 44 years this year. Wow. Which is amazing to me. That is amazing. Uh, She puts up with me that well. But uh, (laughs) we have two boys, two sons, and they are also married. And we have Nine grandchildren. Wow. I have to look at my notes on that because there's there's also two fosters in there. Okay. So sometimes it's 11. Right. uh, Okay. So yeah, uh, Clayton and Michelle are fostering uh, right now. So we have a couple more kids in there too. So never know how many are coming over when they come over. Right.
0: (laughs) It's always an adventure. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And let's just jump right in. Okay. And hey, I'm going to just share a quick word with our listeners here. So every once in a while, when I look at the passages that are assigned for the uh-huh. day, uh, things are cut out. And I get curious about that. And I'm like, well, why did they cut that out? Yeah. And so sometimes I find myself reading it just because I want to know the context. Right. So we're actually uh, going to fill back in a, a section in the middle of 2 Samuel 6 that our reading plan cuts out. So it's going to make the reading a little bit longer, but it's going to help to flesh out the story okay. a little bit more. So, uh, so Doug, why don't you go ahead and start reading Second okay. Samuel 6, 1 through 11. Okay. Right. And then I'm going to take 12 through 19.
1: All right. Here we okay. go. It's about the ark being brought to Jerusalem. David, again, brought together out of Israel, chosen men, 30,000 in all. He and all his men set out for Bala of Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the name, the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim that are on the Ark. They set the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which is on the hill. Uzziah and Ahil, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the Ark of God on it. And Ahio was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord, with songs and with harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzziah, whatever that
0: name is. Uzzah.
1: Uzzah. Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took, the, took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household.
0: Now, King David was told the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the Ark of God. So David went down and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the Ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and fattened calf. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the Ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the Ark of the Lord is entering the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Excuse me. They brought the Ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it and David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women, and all the people went to their homes. All right, well, that's quite a passage. That is. And And it could take us quite a while to unpack it all. So we're going to have to, uh, be judicious. Okay. Um, uh, so Doug, uh, first question I have for you, what, what does this teach us about God?
1: Okay. Um, I think the one thing that, that I pick up on is how he dwells in the praise of his people. Hmm. He dwells in that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, a, um, you know, though, I mean, all of those Israelites were celebrating with all their might. I can't imagine yeah. what thirty thousand plus people yes. celebrating with all their might right. would sound like. What a procession, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, yeah, just that whole yeah. I, I think God. You'd think God had to be overjoyed with all of that. At least they were. David was, um, and I think the other thing that that comes to me is to think about is that they were carrying God.
0: Mm. You know? That was they, their understanding of the they presence were of God.
1: Carrying the presence of God. Yes. And I just segue that to to us mm. as Christians. Mm. We carry the presence of God.
0: Mm.
1: You know? And then with what happened, I'm surprised we're not struck dead more often than <laughs> not. Right. I'm grateful for the grace of Jesus yes. and all of that. You know? Yes. Um but I think too, he, he, um, God pours forth blessings on obedience. Hmm. You know, I saw that in there, um, where they, you know, even when they left the ark, the person they left it with yeah, right. was blessed yeah, Right. so much so that David says, I want it back. I don't, you yeah, know, right. this guy's house is getting blessed. Not my nation, not my, right. not Jerusalem, not the tent mm-hmm. that I built for it. So, hmm. um, definitely obedience. And then also, you know, reverence hmm. and, uh, I see, you know David wore an ephod, which is the the garment of a priest. Mm. You know he was king and priest, which is kind of interesting, and he acted like a priest as he made sacrifices along the way mm-hmm. of the journey of that. So um, quite unique. He was king and priest in the midst of that. Mm. So I that's like, a great insight. Now. You know, yeah. it's like wow, yeah, because I thought yeah, what's an ephod? But then I realized it was a the, the garment of a priest, and so right. he was doing both. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So the section that we really weren't prescribed to read
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> was that middle section where right. uh, Uzzah reaches out to steady the ark and God right. strikes him dead right, right. there. Um, right. What 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 do you see? What's the message there?
1: Um, well, as we talked a little before, God said we carried on poles, not on a cart. Right. You know, God said the Ark of the Covenant was to be he gave the instructions on how it was to be carried and they put it on a cart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the short story is uh, don't take the easy way out. Mm. <laughs> you know, I I don't know why they chose to put it on a cart. Right. But there they did. Right. Um, so that's one thing.
0: Yeah. But, and, and so this is the, the back story goes all the way back to the book of Exodus. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, where he prescribes. You got to carry it with poles and only the Levites,
1: only the Levites, that's correct, uh,
0: can carry it. Yeah. Um, So we don't know why David didn't do it that way at first. No. But it says if you cross reference this in the the book of uh, First Chronicles 15, um, it says that David failed to inquire of the Lord Ah. uh, to to see how to do this in the prescribed way. Yeah. And we don't know why he didn't do that. I mean, David was a man after God's own heart. Right. Right. But like you were saying earlier, maybe he was just so excited um, to, to bring the ark in. He just kind of didn't remember all that. Maybe he hadn't read it lately. You know? right. <laughs> you know? right. You know? Right. But what a sober reminder. Yeah. Um, and a and man lost his life that day. It was like God was saying, this is holy. And you're not treating it with the holiness yeah. that you need to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just that reverence that's that's needed. Right. You know, before God.
0: So what, what does this passage teach us about human nature or just about us? Yeah. You've already touched on that a yeah. little bit. but Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's interesting that, um, that Michelle or, or Michael, Michael yeah. however, yeah. It is however said, you pronounce <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like wherever God is moving. Mm. Someone's not going to like it. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, interestingly, all of Jerusalem was out there, but she was not. Mm -hmm. Why? Why wasn't she out there in the procession? She is his wife. Yeah. You know, and it says women were there. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. What's the condition of her heart? Right. And uh, just in in looking at that, I wondered, you know, her her father used to be the king. Mm -hmm. And now he's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Her,
1: fa- I don't know who lost the ark. I didn't read that far, mm-hmm. but her father didn't bring it back. David is bringing it back. Right. So maybe
0: there's some jealousy there, or
1: some jealousy, some envy in there. And then it's interesting that um, in reading that, and because of her bitterness, she became barren. Yeah, and none of Saul's offspring came through David mm-hmm. in the kingly line, which is interesting.
0: It's interesting. that interesting.
1: So you know, it's. You know, you know, you look at this and say, "Where's, you know, what's my reverence like?" Right. I mean, it's kind of application part. but right. Where's my reverence?
0: Right. Where do I see
1: myself in the picture? Am I trying to direct God? You know. Right. You know, to tell God, "Hey, go this way." Right. That that's not a good picture. That doesn't end well. Right. And then, you know, am I, am am I like Michael? Hmm who despises when I see God moving some way and don't realize it's God moving some way.
0: Right. Or when I see someone who's really excited about the Lord. Right. And just worshiping the Lord with all their might. And, and instead of thinking, gosh, I wish I could do that. Right. um, Right. Judging that person. Sure.
1: Oh yeah. Judgment is, it's really easy, you know, because people worship different ways.
0: Right. You know, and it's like,
1: well, you can't do that and be worshiping God. Well, Maybe you can, right? You know, it gets misinterpreted,
0: right? Yeah, I'd say to you to use today's terminology, he was he was he probably looked pretty Pentecostal.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, probably a lot of dancing, all his might, a lot I mean? of singing. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I I can attest myself. I I've been to worshiping environments before where uh-huh. I'm like, it's hard for me to enter into this. Uh-huh. And Mm -hmm. I, I wish I could more and I, and I find myself, you know, uh, doing a heart check. Sure. You know, and, uh, but yeah, poor Michael, she was a bitter woman that day and she missed out. Yeah. Uh, well let's, uh. Let's see, do any short stories or examples from your life come to mind related to this passage? Yeah,
1: this this is one. It goes back a ways. Okay. Uh, If you remember the song, Audio Adrenaline, Big, Big House. Oh, yeah. You know, we can play football and all that stuff. The big, big Big house house with with lots lots and lots of of rooms. rooms. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. And so we made a youth worship around that song. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And... In that it says where well, we can play football. Yeah. And we had prompted a few people in the audience, the congregation, to catch the football. So they okay. knew, so they knew the football was coming. And so we tossed football from the front of the sanctuary to the back. Hmm. And you know, this kid's dad caught it because they play football all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was a bit shocking to the congregation that we kind of celebrated that way. This was outside <laughs> their frame of reference. Okay. And the um, the comments that came in, and and uh, I so appreciate this one couple, or older couple, came in. Yeah, said to Kevin, he says, "We don't get it. <laughs> What's that song about?" So he played it, and uh he list. They listened, and they listened, uh-huh. and they said, "That's really an invitation to be in heaven, isn't it?" Hmm. So yeah. absolutely, we get it now, now. We get it, and they yeah. came around to my office. And said, that was so cool, because now we understand it. Yeah. Okay? So, I mean, it's those kinds of things where, you know, the youth group thought it was great worship, you know, and a lot of other people. But sometimes
0: we have to extend some hospitality to other people.
1: Absolutely. But I so appreciated those that came and said, what was that about, instead of those that, you know, criticized harshly, which there was enough of those to do that, too. Right. But...
0: So, I mean, just that's great.
1: It's just those kinds of things where you see something new in worship at that point. Yeah. And you're challenged by it.
0: Yep. Oh, that's good. Well, I think we should probably wrap up. Um, We're already 17 minutes into this. Okay. So thanks Doug for your insights. And I want to just close with a blessing Um, for those of you who are listening and Doug, for you and me, may we always hunger for the presence of the Lord mm-hmm. the way that David did. And may we also take the time to inquire of the Lord.
1: Mm, that's a good thing. And
0: to find out how to approach him and how to worship him in ways that scripture invites us to do so, right? Uh, so that we can live in that balance of both zeal and knowledge of the word. And yeah. so go with the zeal of the Lord and and a growing knowledge of the Lord in Jesus name. Amen.